tonight and joke off. You in the mood? I know you're all hopped up on pain pills. That's about the only way this stuff's going to be funny. My experience. They're taking so-called on so-called late night comedians. They're taking I'm not, on, on enough painkillers. <laughs> they're taking on some of Trump's misspellings in recent tweets, where he seems to have been uh, in a hurry. And I'm I'm not a big stickler for. I I don't think it's a good idea to expect people to go back and fix misspellings and tweets and texts and stuff like that because they're usually in a hurry or maybe you're on the road or whatever the reason is. I just I don't know. Uh, punctuation is not my thing. Um, but the late-night comedians took this on, and Joe will grade them in his drugged-up state. I absolutely will, and the bottom-grade getter will be banned from comedy for life. I thought this morning Trump tweeted about the wall, but he misspelled the word border. Take a look at this. Yeah, he spelled border with an, <laughs> with an A. At this point, Trump's spell check is like, close enough? I mean, you get it, right? Uh... President Trump misspelled the word border today when tweeting about border security. Now, I don't want to get on Trump about every misspelling, but come on. I understand how you could misspell Melania, but the wall is the actual love of your life. There's that extra A there. Look at that. The president of the United States. How's this for an idea? If you can't spell it, you can't have it. Yay! It's voice texting. He's voice texting, and that's what happened there. I do it all the time, and it's probably it, so. It uses yeah. the wrong there, and I'm not going to go back and fix it because I'm a busy man. Well, I I do because I'm a grammar national socialist. But uh, yeah, it, it's funny in emails. Border is probably the number one misspelled word uh, of emails people send us. Mm. They throw the a in. Uh, that's somebody who's renting. Well, there shouldn't if, be multiple words spe- this, that sound the same spelled different ways. I'm against that. Amen to that, brother. Also, it is one who hits someone else with a board. That is a border. <laughs> You're the board E if you took the blow. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. So Fallon gets a D. It was hardly even identifiable <laughs> as a joke. Myers, I'll give him a C- minus just because he came through with the love of the life thing, which I suppose is mildly amusing, theoretically. <laughs> Corden, also with a D, a pathetic, uh, pathetic performance. Plus, as a foreigner, he, oh, is, he is deducted a full grade for taking a comedy jobs Americans ought to be doing. He gets an F. He's banned for life. You can do that carpool thing if you want. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Comedian in a what sense? <laughs> it reminds me, I'm reading yet another review of Ellen DeGeneres' stand-up. I think, is it on Netflix? Uh, she's returned to stand-up for the first time in forever, and it's supposed to be really good. I'm sure it is. She's one of my favorite all-time stand-up comedians, so I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, her delivery is uh, priceless and she, unique. She uses salty language for the first time ever, because Portia oh, wow. Rossi told her she should show the real her. That, that She's been too nice for too long for, okay. uh, you know, daytime TV. Hey, one final note. About the homeless thing, which we were talking about last hour. Uh, San Diego, again, has the fourth largest population in the nation. Um, uh, San Francisco. Did I say San Francisco is number three? I don't I think you remember. mentioned that. Really? No, that's right. Uh, it's, I think it's fifth. Um, anyway, I've got the HUD report in front of me. It doesn't matter. But uh, New York is number one just because of the vastness of New York City. And the metro area is so huge, uh, just physically huge. Um, people in the eastern U.S. don't get how bummy the West is unless you go West, young man. If you have not been to San Francisco, San Jose, San Diego, uh, Portland, Seattle, 
in recent years, you have no, you can't believe there are there are bums and beggars and junkies and ne'er do wells everywhere you look, and. I'm at least one of those things. <laughs> well, as long as you can avoid being two or three of them, you can do okay in life. Yeah. Trust me on that. Um, but the number of people that are clearly, I mean, it's like the, the bizarre, stinky 21st century version of going to Hollywood to hope to be discovered and be a star. Now everybody goes to the West Coast to become a, a, a bum and a street person. And, you know, again, I am... Always differentiating between the helpless and the effortless. Those who can't and those who won't. And any social justice numbskull out there who won't actively differentiate between those two groups is part of the problem, not part of the solution. And I I mean that in a very specific way. You are making it worse by not differentiating between those who can't and those who won't. How much should a radio show focus on all the terrible things going on in the world? Um, there's two it's all way- about balance, my son. I know. There's, Grasshopper. You know, there's there's multiple ways to look at this. Of course, you you know, sure could use a little good news today to people who just uh, you pick up the morning newspaper and it's just all these bad things. But s- some of the bad things need to be paid attention to. The homeless situation needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. This front page of the money section of USA Today. We've been talking about this for years, keeps getting ignored, might be reaching the critical moment where you can't ignore it anymore. The pension nightmare that is about to hit the entire country. Pensions all across the country that are not only underfunded, but in some cases just not funded at all. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you've got a pension that you're expecting uh, when you retire or you're retiring and you're expecting it to take you clear to, to the grave. And it's just, the money is just not there. And we're talking about truck drivers, painters, bricklayers, construction workers, bakery workers, retail workers, newspaper workers, mine workers, just all kinds of industries all across the country. They're trying to draw attention to it in the USA Today. Now, I'm kind of up on the government worker pension scandals and how those uh, started and got perpetuated and grown. It sounds like you're talking about uh, private company pensions, private pension plans as well. Yeah, absolutely. And they just didn't put enough money away or didn't invest it wisely enough or whatever. There are about $56.2 billion in liabilities out there, people that currently are expecting to get the money, with only $2.3 billion in assets. Wow, say those numbers again. There's $56.2 billion that's supposed to be paid out to all these different people I just discussed, but mm-hmm. there's only $2.3 billion in the bank. Two out of 56. That's a $54 billion shortfall. Well, and as a percentage, it's kind of a laugher. Yeah, it's an untenable situation, says one uh, business expert. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, consensus hard to find is plans face collapse, it says in USA Today. This is one of the many, many, you know, and so, and everybody's going to be howling about this isn't fair, and it's not fair. You were promised this money. It was Part of how you made your decision on whether you want to take this career or stay in this career because you're promised the money. But, you know, it's not my fault over here, me, Jack Armstrong. It's not my fault that you're getting screwed. So should I have to pay for it somehow? Or... Yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a deal. Now, here's my question about this. And, and man, I would be completely into looking into this in a serious way in the future, um, in the like the near future of the show. Is it the good old... Uh, profits are 
privatized and losses are socialized thing where various companies or pension companies have behaved in a way to maximize their profits, knowing that they couldn't come through for the workers, but understanding that the taxpayers would bail them out in the style of the big banks or the automakers when they go broke. Is that it? Because I know the um, the pension, uh, the, the federal government created the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corp. Um, to protect pension benefits, and I, I, but I don't know. I'm not very well uh, educated on the bailout provisions of it. Uh, right. Well, they get into that. Yeah, that was created in 1974, but uh, nobody's ever dealt with you know anything like this, so nobody knows how that would work out. Fifty um, some billion dollars in liabilities, how that would actually uh, play out. But it's gonna. It could be a giant story. Well, you add that in together with a whole bunch of college students who think they shouldn't have to pay their college loan debt and get enough uh, political wind at their back. God, you're gonna have a whole bunch of people out there wanting some money from everybody else, right? Or each other, depending on how you look at it. Well, right, yeah, and it'll. There will be pathetic stories aplenty. Sure. Oh yeah, and really unfair. Well, and you you, know, you did get screwed. And especially Which, given is that my fault is the question. Well, right. Given the capabilities of the, um, you know, the 24 hour news media these days, you can take a single story like there's a tragic tale of a, a, a very young girl who's very sick and her mother was deported or something like that. And and the left leaning media is, is making a huge deal. I mean, really, really trying to jerk tears with the idea that mom can't see her daughter before she dies because of the mean, mean Trump administration. Listen, you can fi- you can take any policy, any policy. Here's one. You don't get to murder somebody. And if you do, you'll go to jail for the rest of your life or get executed. All right, you give me 20 minutes, I can find you an utterly heart-rending story about somebody on death row who wants desperately to see their brother the war hero before they die of cancer something, I will bring you to your knees with grief and compassion. But a single sob story doesn't negate the wisdom of a policy. And I could see so easily, we're talking millions of people affected by some of the big pensions they identify in this list, in this, uh, this article. It would be so easy to, to bring many tears and many bended knees. If you can give me a million point one poor old people in the Midwest who say, uh, I worked hard. I, f- I followed the rules. And now the government's telling me I, I got to starve. Uh, and, you know, that the millions and zillions of dollars more of, uh, you know, income redistribution will get passed. Even though we all see it coming. Right. Oh, it's just and have seen it coming for years. Um, North Korea is afraid of K-pop and porn. That's why they're clamping down on smartphones. Speaking of porn, did you know Tumblr dumped porn? I've never been on the Tumblr, but I guess that's a big thing. I can't figure out how to get on Tumblr. There's no point now, right? Um, a couple of your stories of, uh, mass media, among other things, coming up. Who's this? Who's this singing the Christmas song? This is Hall Oates. Hall Oates. There you go, huh? Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Andy Williams or Frank Sinatra. Joe doesn't want to hear it on his it's, radio. It's modern Christmas music. It just eh, oh, I need doesn't to, jingle my bells. I need to mention huge comeback in the last week 
for Baby It's Cold Outside in the world of yes. Christmas music. Yeah. Yes. The backlash has won. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. But baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been hoping that you drop in. I'll hold your hands, they're just like ice. She's desperately trying to escape this perv's house. And he won't let her leave against her will. It's practically a rape song. No, it's not! Um, so we went through that whole thing, and then radio stations started pulling Baby It's Cold Outside all over the country. Then there was the backlash, um, and 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 all kinds of different articles and explanations for how it started and over the years and, and how it's actually a charming song about when a woman didn't have sexual agency and had to make sure everybody understands I am a good girl, but I do want to enter into this relationship, and that's what the song is about. And feminists, some feminists, have leapt to its defense and saying, "Yeah, this is actually a good thing for women," and blah 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 blah. Right. But anyway. Um, as, as I couldn't care one whit either way, whether that song's ever played again, ever, or, or gets played nonstop, becomes the only song that exists on earth. Well, I'd hate that, I suppose. Um, but I just, that's some good hyperbole. I just don't care. I just can't imagine care. But some radio station in Kentucky played it nonstop the entire weekend. Ah, that's a great stunt. I guess it's now, so now it's kind of become a, we're against political correctness flag. Or something. Okay. You can't personally. You can't just actually be that concerned about this song. There's no. a lot of a lot, lot of Christmas songs. Of course, yeah. It's about what's behind it, okay. and just people banning, just rage and banning everything to, in this frantic effort to signal their own enlightenment. It just tires my hiney out. So. If you don't like it, turn it off. Quit banning stuff. Speaking of banning things, Tumblr is one of your big social media platforms. I don't know where it ranks in terms of your. Facebook, Instagram, pretty big deal, Sean? Probably. It's got billions. Its peak was probably top ten, not top five. Yeah, but it's, it's, Interesting. it's got billions of people yeah. using it around the world. Uh, certainly hundreds of millions in America. A lot of it, I never got on the Tumblr. I think I tried once and couldn't get on, so I gave up. Uh, <laughs> that's the way I do things. Uh, that's my message for life. Try once. If you can't do it easily, then quit. Told you um, you'd already opened an account with that email, but you couldn't remember the password. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, and I thought, do I need Tumblr? But anyway, it, it was popular for some people with the porn stuff. And uh, Tumblr announced the other day, no, no more not safe for work content on Tumblr. And it ended yesterday. And so there's some sort of backlash by Tumblr fans as they try to create a different network. Because there aren't enough outlets for porn and the Internet, I guess. But well, the only reason I bring this up and I find it interesting is, can you succeed? Can you carve yourself out a niche in social media with, with no naughty stuff? Um, maybe you can. Maybe you can't. We'll find out. In, well, yeah, it depends, and it'll all change in a year. In North Korea, it's a pretty gutsy move, though. I mean, if that was, I don't know to what extent that was their bread and butter on Tumblr, but they've, they've eliminated it now. Oh, bread and butter themed porn. I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. North Korea is speaking out against smartphones. Well, finally. 
One uh, more reason to love King Jong-un. North Korea today warned against... Little lion fathead. He's, I can I assume he's still building nuclear missiles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's right about some of this stuff. North Korea on today warned against the disruptive influence smartphones could have on its isolated population as the devices have begun to expose young people to information trends from the outside world. I, I think that's a good thing for North Koreans, but he is concerned... Um, about what specifically, where does it get down here? Negative repercussions from the introduction of smartphones schooled around the world, blah, blah, blah. Uh, using phones during classes or when they should be paying attention to other things, using them to cheat on exams, and the circulation of pornographic material. That's why they claim they're against smartphones and oh, not please. because if the population finds out that the rest of the world gets to eat more than once a week, there might be a revolution. Yeah, well, it's a heck of a thing, isn't it, to imagine that uh, the kids, the North Korean youngsters, they get these smartphones and they understand the way the world really works and they understand what human rights are and how they've been abused and exploited and they rise up and they claim their freedom and then five years later they're so depressed and alienated by those same smartphones they lose interest in life. Tell you what, folks, humanity constantly veering between one extreme and the other. Yeah, that is that is pretty interesting. Where's the sweet spot? I wish yeah. I, you know. I wish we had like a sixth sense or a seventh sense that would be the uh, uh, like a light would go on or a buzzer would go off or something. The enough alarm. Yeah, that's that. You've is... eaten enough. You've you are into sports enough, but you don't ignore your family watching three football games on a Sunday. You know, a hundred different things. You, you've enjoyed a glass of wine or two, but you're not a drunk. You know, it's just the enough alarm. Where's that? That's pretty good. Moderation is a tough thing. But 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 your your little arc there, boy, that's that's some good stuff. I'm a lot of fun to hang around. You should write. <laughs> you should write a long piece that would go in the Atlantic about that. But mm. so you get the young people, the, uh, the 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 smartphones. They see freedom. They yearn for it. Then they stare at their smartphones until they get so depressed they kill themselves. Yeah. That is quite the arc. You know, that sounds like some sort of dystopian novel. That could be my 1984, My Brave New World. Any chance I can just, like, dictate it to some professional writer and he'd, like, whip it into shape? I hope I'm not stealing your breaking news here, Marshall. Do you have some breaking news on the Michael Flynn? uh, I do indeed. Okay, I'll let you do it. It's not crucial that we get it this instant. But uh, the judge has said some unkind things to Mr. Flynn. Indeed he has. I just can't believe they, they can execute him by the end of March. I'm just <laughs> really surprised by that. So stay tuned for the breaking news. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you see there was a judge that sentenced some guy to watch the movie Bambi once a week? How often was it? Was it once a week, Anson? Wait, what? So this guy who killed a bunch of deer illegally, which is just incredibly uncool, uh, he's going to jail, and the judge, part of his sentence was he has to watch Bambi once a week, which I don't find that to be cruel, but it is unusual punishment. <laughs> right. Right. Anyway. Well, uh, if it helps, you know, it's, it's about uh, reformation, right? Rehabilitation. I guess. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? As you mentioned, as you hinted, dramatic turn at the Flynn hearing, Elon Musk going underground, and what does Santa earn? Coming up. I kind of feel like judges have caught on to the fact that they can become sort of, sort of a rock star by making a strong statement and it goes viral. Mm-hmm. Hasn't that just become a thing like in the last couple of months, it seems like? Yeah, yeah. I got to admit, I'd be tempted if I were a judge. The latest coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. We are in the midst of a medical pandemic. According to researchers, 
fake medical news. Wow. And the effect of nocebos. <laughs> Not placebos, nocebos, which I'd never, I'd never heard of before. I wonder if I'm, I'm on some of them. You might be on some nocebos. I, I could see how it could happen. Uh, so stay tuned for that coming up right now. The news and some of it breaking with Marshall Phillips. Well, I tell you, taking a dramatic turn, the judge in the sentencing hearing for former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn calling for a brief recess. This after the judge came down on Flynn saying, quote, arguably, arguably you sold your country out. Then he asked if he could be charged with treason. What? Yes. The judge asked The this? judge? Yes. Is that the judge's role? Uh, uh, hey, hey, what about me? Signed guy out in the gallery who comes over the railing shouting stuff. Isn't that his role, not the judge's? U.S. District Judge Emmett Sullivan says he can't hide my disgust, my disdain for the criminal offense. He said Flynn committed a very serious offense by lying to the FBI on the premises of the White House. Judge asking Flynn if he wants to postpone his sentencing so that he could get full credit for his cooperation. He says he'll take into account Flynn's service to the country, but will also factor in aggravating factors in deciding his sentence. This has taken a really weird turn. And Marshall, the way you're describing it, and I have no need to doubt it, no reason to doubt it, is that the judge was so flustered or pissed off or agitated or something. He said, I got to have a break. I got to... Everybody take 10. <laughs> I mean, he, he was so enraged. That's just crazy. I mean, I wonder, can you appeal a sentencing? Yeah, I guess you can. It could be uh, Flynn will get such a good deal he doesn't want to. But, man, this sort of what sounds to be a uh, 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 a, a, a fit. I don't want to call it a hissy fit because I don't appreciate you know people who sell out their country either. But. I mean, if it goes too far, this could be reason for Flynn to reapproach sentencing down the road. What do you, what do you yep, know, Sean? The, uh, Sean's following the social yeah. media as this is all breaking as yeah. we speak. Yeah, so one of the reporters who's in the hearing room said that the, the recess was at Flynn's request. I don't oh, know if that makes any okay. difference or not. Right. Maybe he was thinking, uh, can a judge do this? Can I have a break? <laughs> I mean, when I'm finally brought to justice and uh, they say, Mr. Getty, please stand for your sentencing. I stand up. I grunt a little because I'm getting older. And then... Uh, <laughs> The judge says, you, sir, disgust me. I don't want to sentence you. I want to stab you in the eye. I want to kick you a few times when you're down. I want to set you on fire. I want your whole family to suffer. At some point, I'm going to say, um, I don't think you get to sentence me. This is not dispassionate, Your Honor. How close to that are we? I don't know. Uh, This exchange from early on in the proceedings, uh, the judge asked, uh, giving Flynn one last shot to withdraw his guilty plea. Judge asked if he wanted to proceed. Flynn said, I would like to proceed. Judge says, because you're guilty. Flynn says, yes, your honor. And the judge is now proceeding. (laughs) This seems like an odd way to to, to hold the the hearings. I want to hear some of the the TV lawyers weigh in on on this stuff. And this is the thing about uh, not actually broadcasting these hearings, these, uh, you know, the trials and that, because you're getting these bits and pieces of reports coming out at different times. It's kind of like you're trying to put them all together, but you're not there. You're not hearing it. You're not seeing it. So according to, I'm looking up at the Fox cryon, prosecutor to judge, it remains a possibility that Flynn is continuing to cooperate at this point. So that's the, he's got more to say, so the sentence could get less thing, like we keep hearing about Cohen. I don't know. Yep. It, it seems odd that that would be happening at this point. Yeah, during the sentencing hearing? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Unless let's... you start making stuff up to get out of jail, which <laughs> right. happens. Right. 
All right, so that's uh, where we are now with Flynn. Now, they're supposedly they're back in session again, so we uh, should get some kind of final verdict here pretty pretty quick. Good look forward to on cable news all day long, various lawyers saying, this is perfectly appropriate, or this is outrageous, throughout the day. Tech, right. on, tech entrepreneur Elon Musk is set to unveil his underground transportation tunnel that could move p- people faster than subways. He's going to be unveiling the test tunnel today as well as the autonomous cars that will carry people through it. He is also set to show off the elevators, he says, will bring users' own cars from the surface to the tunnel. This is the underground tunnel in Los Angeles. Okay. The Boring Company is the company that's building it, his company. I'm looking at the headline on CNN. Judge rebukes Flynn. I'm not hiding my disgust. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, i got to use that as a line from now on. How much does Santa make? Well, Reader's Digest reports that mall Santas usually go through a very rigorous training process, and some even need to provide their own Santa suit. <laughs> Custom made, those can cost a thousand bucks, and a real looking beard is not cheap either. So, will Santa make back his investment? That's the question Reader's Digest was asking. Well, the Santa suit's like a tux, you really only need to buy the one. Yeah. And then you're set. If you stay in the same shape. Yeah. That reminds me, I was at the hardware store the other day. I yes. was buying a couple of things, and uh, the lady behind the counter, uh, when I walked up to pay, was wearing a little Santa hat. And I said, do they provide the Santa hat for you, or do you have to supply your own? She said, they provide them. That'll be seven eighty-five. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, so much for your effort to bring good cheer. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you're a jolly uh, little elf, aren't you? <laughs> you should hit her with that. <laughs> you're an angry elf. <laughs> All right. Really enjoying your work? Go banking rates. <laughs> says the median hourly rate for a mall Santa is 30 bucks, But the rates can vary widely as low as uh, 12 or as high as 75 75 an hour. Hey. So that means your average Santa is going to make between seven to ten grand a year. But if you can progress up the Santa ladder... From the mall jobs to higher profile appearances like corporate events and private parties, then you can make as much as twenty grand a year. Not bad for seasonal work. If you have never read David Sedaris's depiction of being an elf oh, at Macy's, brilliant. you should take the rest of the day <laughs> off and read that. It's one of the best things ever written. Always good around Christmas time. It is hilarious. Something you read to the kids? Well, no, no. <laughs> but it's more of a behind the scenes. Well, and is that is that the same essay as his legendary? Uh, what's it called? Seven or more black men? I think it's in the same book. Yeah. Okay. But it's absolutely great. hilarious about Christmas traditions around the world. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. See, Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Ho ho ho. So do they provide the sad hat or do you provide your own? It's provided. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I like a bag with that. Apparently I touched a nerve. Um, <laughs> if any more developments on this Flynn thing, particularly analysis of how n- normal or abnormal this is occurs, we'll bring that to you. Uh, otherwise, the uh, pandemic of fake medical news that is affecting people, because partially just because of the way the Internet works. The way Google works, Mm. the way Facebook works. Stay tuned for this problem coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. According to a new survey, one in 14 say they use marijuana at least once in the past year, while the other three in 14s know a narc when they see one. Hey, now. Yeah, right then. Seth Myers. Um, so this is what we call the petering out of the Armstrong and Getty show. It's where we kind of ease out of the show, kind of do, we don't want to, you know, hurt ourselves or anything like that, strain something. No need to pull a hammy in the home stretch. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I thought this story was interesting about the pandemic that is fake medical news. I hadn't thought about this, but I think I have fallen prey to it myself. There's a lot of... You, have you ever heard anybody talk about internet cancer? <laughs> you got something wrong with you and you start Google, Googling symptoms and you'll you'll catch internet cancer. Right. You'll find some place that tells Never you... Never the message boards. Never. Oh, no, those are complete waste of time. Uh, but so are a lot of the articles, according to according to this, and uh, it makes sense. That is the pandemic of fake medical news. Um, so, for instance, they use this example of this woman who had a heart attack. She had high blood pressure. She had been prescribed is it statins or statins? I don't think statins. It, statins yeah. um, is something you can take if you got high blood pressure. Well, she had, and this is a smart, successful person, go 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 person. She had uh, Googled it, and she came across a whole bunch of articles talking about how, you know, it's it's pretty sketchy or dangerous or even bad for you or can cause cancer, all these different things. Yeah, we have the usual suspects crafting us emails to that effect right now. And there you go. The Alterna Health uh, people. And this happens for all kinds of different areas of health. I'm just using this one example, but you could do it immunizations, whatever you want to get into. Um, you know, various diets you should try. Uh there, these particular things, statins have been targeted online by a, by a disparate group that include paranoid zealots, people selling alternative therapies, those who just want clicks, innumerable <laughs> web pages and social media posts exaggerating rare risks and all that sort of stuff. Well, we found out last week, for instance, the way Google works, the, the reason when you Google idiot, um, all the images of our Donald Trump, it's got to do with just the way things get repeated in articles and then clicked on and searched and then those get added in together as well this is what most of the searches were and people so it just adds up and it kind of like build, builds on itself and snowballs this can happen with fake medical news so you could google some particular term ailment drug whatever and if somebody's especially if somebody's put effort into it all the articles that come up in front of you from various publications that you've never heard of they might be completely bogus but i don't know um you know, they have something scary in them. And so I look at a long list of, oh, boy, I don't know. There looks like there's a lot of risk involved with this. And that's enough to stop me from taking it in some cases, even though everything that showed up on my screen might have been crap. Yep. Um, yep. So that, that's one problem. And then there's this also nocebo effect that is happening from the Internet, they believe. We all know what the placebo effect is, where you believe something is going to help you. So it does. The nocebo effect happens a lot, they think, because of the Internet. Um, when you are told of all these terrible things that could happen because of this drug or this ailment or whatever, and you start to actually feel them. Um, nocebo is as powerful as placebo, and that if you get uh, enough information in your head about you could get arm pain from taking this drug, you might get arm pain. Oh, yeah. The, the psychosomatic power of the brain is awesome and or, or terrible, and, and it'll freak you out. And it works both ways. So the, the, this particular researcher in the New York Times says we have a pandemic of fake medical news. I could absolutely believe it. I wonder if that's happened to me uh, even recently and searching on various things. And, you know, the first 
10 hits you get on a Google search might all be misleading or complete crap. Right. And uh, you got to you got to make sure you're looking at um, legitimate sources. Well, and keep in mind that there are those who have mastered the art of search engine optimization and sure they understand how to get their result pumped up um, and and it's often an insidious result. So yeah. It's actually in you know in some cases and I don't speak with authority on this but I'll bet it's true. In some areas you're more likely to get terrible misleading results than you are good results just because the people with self-interest in mind promoting the, uh, the the bad results yeah i don't doubt that a bit beware the internet oh god yeah and you're right shut about, it, better yet shut it down and you're right about the message boards oh my god i've gone onto those forums whatever thinking there might be some help there with other people that have had the disease or family members oh no that's not the place to go <laughs> that will not help you in any way Right. Oh, Plus, there's, there's some the horrible human, stuff out there. There's the human need to be the authority, to be the person that knows. I was recently in a gathering of people who may or may not have been looking forward to joint replacements. And, uh, and the one human being, I'm going to keep it vague because they didn't sign on to have a class with a major American radio personality. <laughs> but uh, there was one human being there who felt it necessary to tell one person who's having a certain procedure, hey, you don't want to have that. Yeah, my brother-in-law had that, and, and he, you know, blank, blank, and it went to S, and right. it ended up being a nightmare. So you don't want to have that. This guy's days away from surgery with the procedure that he and his surgeon and the physician had decided was the best for him, but you had that desperate need to be the person in the know. And you get that times a million on the Internet. <laughs> Tell you what, beware. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to be more careful with just, yeah, all that information that could be misleading on various publications that you don't know what they are. You know, if, with medical stuff, you got to pick two or three or one or two. You know, the Mayo Clinic, Johns Hopkins, what, uh, the, 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 the CDC, whatever. Pick those and just go to those. That's my advice. Only those. Right. And now it's time for final thoughts with those two hotties, Armstrong and Getty, and the other guys, too. Thank you. Thank oh, you yeah, very much. baby. Chicks dig a guy with a walker. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's uh, get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the show. Hey, look, it's Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Yeah, if you're ordering stuff from Amazon, you better do it today. And parents, allow several days to put together stuff for your kids. You don't want to be doing it Christmas Eve while drunk. Oof. <laughs> Mostly because it'll ruin your <laughs> buzz. Marshall Phillips, your final thoughts? I am feeling very, very good. A week from now, I will be ensconced in Woodstock, New York, and yesterday my bean boots arrived, so I am what? ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> you would think you were going to be the first to go to Antarctica. <laughs> Emerald bird over there. Positive Sean, your final thought? Yeah, well, we can all agree that the AI-created Christmas songs were trash. The mm. AI-created Christmas song names were perfect. Peaches, Twinkle Leaves, Coco Jolly Fluff, Cinnamon Honey Bells, Merry Jingle Long, and Syllabub Chocolate Bells. Yes, good names. Syllabub? Yeah, that's right. Jack, do you have a final thought to share with us? Hey, I'm trying to figure out this Flynn sentencing thing, and we'll have the answer by tomorrow. I'm looking up at the TV. Prosecutor tells judge government has no reason to believe Flynn committed treason. The prosecutor said that. Hey, judge, settle down. So the prosecutor <laughs> told the judge, you've gone too far? I don't, I don't know what's happening there. Wow, wait a minute. you got to start over with this. So my final thought is my dog, Baxter, is a little freaked out by the fact that me, his buddy, is not playing with him. 
because we play all the time. We play fetch. He chases tennis balls. We have a, a game where he gets his bone and I chase him around the house and stuff like that. And because I got my walker and all, I'm, I'm not playing with him. And I can tell he's a little hurt about it. So I'm going to set up a chessboard, see if I can interest him in a game of the, you know, the great contest of wills that is chess. Get him hooked on video games. <laughs> Fortnite or something. Armstrong something and Getty wrapping up. related. <laughs> wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people will thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us something we ought to be talking about. Send it to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see tomorrow, and we'll figure out this Flynn sentencing thing, for instance. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Armstrong and Getty.